everyone, and welcome to another episode of Top Dog Podcast. My name is Dustin, producer of the podcast and your host for today. We have a very special guest joining us for the first episode of our veteran series. Damon, it's a pleasure having you with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course, of course. And uh, I'd love to hear more about you. So can you introduce yourself and who you serve with? Sure. My name is Damon Parker. I uh, live in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I was fortunate enough to serve in two branches of the United States military. I served in the United States Navy from 92 to 94, and then the United States Marine Corps from 94 to 2000. So a total of eight wow. years of service. That's amazing. Thank you so much for your service. My pleasure. And uh, yeah, how did you tell your friends and family that you were enlisting? <laughs> I, I didn't. I went and did it and then told them. <laughs> nice, nice. How did they respond to that? Oh, everybody was ecstatic. Every every male uh, in my family has has also served. From I'm the only Marine, but there were several Navy, a couple of Army. They've all served, and they all knew it was a goal of mine, something I wanted to accomplish. And um, so they weren't surprised when it happened. They were very, very, very happy for me. Oh, that's really great. Now, I have to know, uh, you know, did you have any expectations going in? You know, it's it's. You, you try to, you know, the the recruiters try to set you up for success and and you know let you know what you can expect, what may happen to you when you get in there. But there's no there, there's there's no way to be prepared. I mean, my I did the best I could to be in shape and to study as much as I could so that when the process started, I wasn't behind. And and that seemed to be the best advice for me. And that's what I still tell people that are starting that journey now: just make sure you're in shape, make sure your knowledge is up. And, and go in there with an open mind, embrace the process, and, and everything's going to be fine. For sure. And I know, uh, I think for a lot of people, the scariest idea of, of the military is basic training. You know, and for, for our listeners today, uh, what, what was basic training like for you? <laughs> well, so I may be one of a few people that's had the opportunity to do this three times. Uh, so <laughs> basic training uh, as an enlisted person, um, you know, it sucks. It's it's not fun. It's it's torture. But what you might find, uh, and I bet some of our other veterans will agree with me, is when you deploy or when, when you have to go actually do your job, uh, basic training really was probably one of the easiest parts about being in the military. Uh, you know, your hand is held and, and you're told what to do, when to go to the bathroom, and everything is structured for you. And that's not always the case as you go out into the military. But um, I did basic training in the Navy, uh, so I did boot camp in the Navy, and that was just a, a lot of discipline, a, a lot of marching, hiking, um, a little bit of physical fitness, and a lot of knowledge about being a sailor. Uh, I, I think that went 12 weeks. I was 92 when I did that, and, um, you know, it, it, it's not the most fun thing I've ever done. Uh, when I transitioned to the Marine Corps, I think it was officer candidate school, and I went to a program called the Platoon Leader Course Aviation, and that divided my officer candidate school up into two summers. I did it in between my sophomore and junior year of college, and then again between my junior and senior year of college. And oh, wow. there's a huge difference between officer candidate school and boot camp. This is what I found. If people go to boot camp, oftentimes they don't like it, and they want to go home, and there's no way out. Right, they're going to keep you. Yep. Your stuff. You made a commitment. You're going to do it. You go to officer candidate school. It's the easiest place in the world to get kicked out of. So they will kick you oh, out nice. for 
the slightest integrity violation. They are looking for true leaders, and it was a completely different atmosphere. Both were physically demanding. Both were long hours, hard work, stressful environments, stressful situations. But that was the biggest difference I saw. The uh, the physical fitness in the in the, in the Marine Cross or Karen School was obviously quite a bit harder than it was anywhere else I did. Um, but uh, you know, by the second or third time, you could really start to just relax and enjoy the process. <laughs> you know what's coming. You know, show up and shake. Do as many pull-ups as you can, run as fast as you can, know your knowledge, and just enjoy it. It'll be over in 12 weeks. Oh, man. Sounds like quite the experience. And I know Hollywood likes to have their take on on basic training, but is it anything like you see in the movies or on television? There are movies that have done a good job uh, of of portraying that. You know, nowadays, with YouTube, there's there's so many videos. You could YouTube... uh, Marine Corps boot camp, but there's tons of videos out there that will show you exactly what the day in the life of is. So you know, in, in the movies, there's obviously some dramatization, but I would say nowadays with the access that the film and media have, uh, they're doing a really good job of portraying it. It's hard to demonstrate the stress that it actually puts on the body. I'm not talking about just how hard is it to run five or 10 miles. I'm talking about the stress that it does to you mentally and emotionally, You're not sleeping for you know, just a couple of hours for a week or, or something like that. You know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to represent that in film. Um, but I think they are doing a, a pretty good job. Yeah. There's obviously some bull out there too, but they do a pretty good job overall. Absolutely. And, and since you've had the unique opportunity of serving for multiple branches uh, throughout those years, uh, did you ever deploy? You know, I served from 92, May of 92 to December 15th of 2000. So I was right in between the first Gulf War, and I got out 10 months before September 11th, and there was, you know, I, I even lived on an aircraft carrier for two years, and I never deployed to a combat situation. I was uh, either blessed or not, depending on how you look at it, but I never had to deploy to a, con- a combat situation, no. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing. And uh, now yeah. I want to shift a little bit towards, you know, the process of, of leaving the military. Uh, when you left, what was that like? It's scary um, and exciting at the same time. Uh, I remember you got to have a plan. You know, I, um, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I left due to an injury. Uh, I was I was flying airplanes at the time, and and I couldn't do that job anymore. And I didn't think there was ever going to be anything else that I did. And you, you're forced to make a decision at that point. Uh, you know, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? So that was pretty daunting for me. The military does a pretty good job of preparing people for that transition uh, from mm-hmm. from military life to civilian life. I remember the first job I got, I was uh, hired as a man, uh, manager for a production facility, and they sent me to a leadership class. And I kind of thought, I'm a captain in the Marine Corps. I got this. <laughs> and almost yeah. everything, I, every answer I gave was wrong on day one because you, you can't get in people's oh, lives like you do in the Marine Corps, right? Yeah, so okay. I had to become. I had to have a little bit of civilian training so that I could transition my leadership style into the civilian world. So there were some there were some challenges. It was exciting. It was scary. The good thing is for people that are leaving now, there's a lot of or a handful of companies that have popped up that facilitate that transition. Will help in job finding, relocation services, and really walk you uh, through it. And I'd strongly advise anybody that's facing that, especially if it was something like happened to me and it was 
kind of all of a sudden, you know, take that help. Those people are good at what they do and they can really help you um, transition to the civilian world because it is, it is totally different. It's totally different. The skills that you learn, the skills that we learned in the military are, are very relatable. And that's why people like us. I've always said almost, well, I worked for three different companies after I left the Marine Corps. And I would say every job or every interview I got was partially or even a major part uh, related just to the fact that I was a Marine. And I think that employers know I'm more likely than not to get up out of bed and go to work every day. It's it's, it's simple things like that. But use yeah. these companies to help that transition and facilitate that process. Don't be intimidated by it. Um, you know, enjoy it. There's so many opportunities out there for veterans nowadays. Everybody wants a veteran to work for them. Absolutely. You know, I'm really glad that, that things are going that way. You know, and what advice would you give those uh, who are currently transitioning out of the military? Figure out what you want first. Know where you're going, create a plan to get there, and then have a backup plan. This sounds a lot like your military training, probably. But if you leave without an idea of what you want to do or what you hope to do and no plan to get there, the odds are you're going to bounce around for a little bit. So figure out what it is, what do you want to do with the next phase of your life? Create a plan and get the appropriate help and then attack it like any other mission you attacked in the military. Be open to the challenges that come from being trained as a military uh, a leader and how those transition to the civilian world. You can't, you can't treat uh, civilians like you do other service members always. Um, so be open to that. But yeah, just make sure you got a goal, a plan, and know where you're headed, right? Always run to something, never run away from anything. Thank you so much, Damon. What if you could predict your health 10 years down the road? What if by predicting your health, you could extend your life? What would you do to have just one more day even with loved ones? Hi, my name is John, and after I lost my mother unexpectedly in 2019, I set out on a mission to give everyone a better chance to enjoy a longer, healthier, and happier lifestyle. With our new DX machine, doctors can literally combine tried and true medical equipment with modern machine learning algorithms to paint a vivid picture of what the health of a patient will look like for the next 5 to 10 years. Knowledge is power. And for the first time, we now have the knowledge to empower a patient to make lifestyle choices that meaningful impact both longevity and quality of life. So let me ask you, would you die for your loved ones? Then why not live for them as well? Go to top.dx.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary demo. And to make this offer even more compelling, the equipment and system is free to you and your patients. This product is taking off fast and medical practices that embrace it are outpacing local competitors. Don't lose any time scheduling your demo. Your practice may depend on it. But more importantly, someone's life certainly does. Of course, since we are a top dog podcast, we really want to focus a lot on the medical community. So going off of that, how did you see the medical field benefit the military when you served? The medical corps of the military, no matter what branch they come from, what is their job? To make sure our men and women are in the best shape possible, and they do an amazing job at it. That's their that's their stateside job. But think about what these men and women are doing in combat, uh, and the lives that they're saving nowadays. The medical community in the in the military was first class, and, and as military members themselves, they understand the challenges that we face, and they go above and beyond. I mean, they're 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 lifesavers, stateside and overseas. Uh, an incredible outfit, absolutely a first class, incredible outfit. They, I, I mean, it goes without saying that we couldn't do our job without them. Wonderful. Thank you. 
And, and among those professionals that you met with, uh, was there anybody who really stuck out to you? Any medical practitioners? For sure, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I remember, I, I don't remember this person's name. There's a couple, there's a couple. I remember I was uh, in Pensacola going through my initial flight screening, and they were doing a, uh, uh, so, you know, some cardiovascular testing. Uh, there was an EKG, or not an EKG, but an echocardiogram being done on my heart. And I remember this Navy doc got up and ran out of the room and started yelling for help. He was just a character. Wasn't anything wrong with me. He was just trying to scare me. Nice. <laughs> he was just a character. Um, uh, yeah, there, you know, there, there were some that come and go. I didn't see them often. I was in really good shape. You know, see them on my physical, and and they were always good to me. The corpsman in the Marine Corps, the the Navy corpsman that that would go out in the field with us, that would keep us. Um, it, it, uh, keep us in shape so we could keep accomplishing the mission those guys were amazing uh and girls the men and women were were amazing uh the the, the navy corpsman that went out in the field with the marine corps I'll, i'm going to give the credit there uh, i know the docs back in the hospitals are putting people back together and saving limbs and saving lives but um i didn't really have a chance to work with them i was never in that situation but the corpsmen that were out with us uh, as a marine they were they were always first class wonderful thank you and I'm sure there's quite the difference between medical medical professionals who practice within the military because they're trained by the military um, compared to those who aren't. So what would you like to say to the medical professionals who are dealing with uh, veterans on a daily basis? Medical professionals not affiliated with the military? You're talking about when they come Correct. out of the military? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Try, try to understand where these servicemen and women have come from and, and what they're going through. Um, they've had the best care in the world, uh, and now um, they're looking for something else on the outside. And just just try to understand and, and take care of them and respect them. I know you do. I know you take good care of them. Um, but uh, I think just try to seek first to understand before you try to be understood, right? So try to understand where they're coming from when you're evaluating them. Great. Thank you so much, Damon. And and before we go, and I just want to say thank you again for taking time to do the show with us. Uh, you know, before we go, are there any fallen military friends that you'd like to honor on this episode today? You know, I've, I've as I'm sure almost all people that have served in the military, there's 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 more than a handful that I've lost. I've lost mm -hmm. them in training. I've lost them outside of the military, and and then also a handful that have been killed in in service. And I don't want to name them one at a time. It's it's more than a handful, and I'm afraid I would forget course, somebody. That's okay. But to all those who've given the ultimate sacrifice, I want to honor each and every one of them. Great. Absolutely, and thank you so much, Damon. And and again, thank you for taking time to do this episode with us. And uh, is there anything else you'd like to say before we go? Hey, listen, I appreciate the call, Top Doctor Magazine, Top Doctor, uh, the, the program entirely. I appreciate what you're doing for veterans, what you're doing for our community. It's a pleasure to be affiliated with and be interviewed by a veteran-centric program like Top Doctor. We really love what you guys are doing, and I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much for the opportunity.